Blog Talk Radio. I've been paying attention to what's going on out there, man. Yeah. I've been watching you niggas stealing my ways and shit. Uh-huh. And it's getting out of control now. Out of control. I'm going to start telling you niggas like I tell my bitches. Listen. Don't watch me. Watch TV. This is pay-per-view, nigga. You got to pay for this. Hey. First, let me take time to brush my shoulders off. Wait. I had to dust my shoulders all back. Y'all been waiting, been patient, been anxious. Now I here for bring back me to greatness. Yeah, the rap I lead, jab I weave, and come back with the same jab times three. I blow smoke to the heaven. I'm so dope it's a weapon. Rap's one big casino. I'm plotting Ocean Eleven. I, I might have sold the least, but I still managed to be most feared by most MCs. It's all authentic, yeah. but you better believe whatever I say, no homo. You can bet your balls I miss it. Mike check one two one two one two. Mike check one two one two one two. Mike check one two. What is this? Santana's back to business. Let's go. Mike check one two one two. Check. Mike check one two one two. Check. Mike check one two. What is this? Santana's back to business. Let's go. Bad news. In the track moves, God bless me, yes, that's true. So bright, the lights up for me. So light, marry the game, so right's up for me. Yes. So nice, so ice up for me. Yes. Two pieces for big and one piece for the key. Yes. I am back like crook crack, yeah. Even my connect asked me how I cooked that up. I told him, a brick of me is equivalent to 50 keys. Broken down, so around you in the city street. Wow. If you catch me sex in a chip, it's a bisexual chick or something foreign. I never forget. Yes, I'm the shit. Bet I'm the shit. How much lay it down? Whatever you bet, I got it complete. Mike check one two one two one two. Mike check one two one two one two. Mike check one two. What is this? Santana's back to business. Let's go. Mike check one two one two. Check. Mike check one two one two. Check. Mike check one two one. Yo, 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 yo. What up, though? What it do? Bring us in, sir. Oh, you know I can do that. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, it is Thursday night, so you know what time it is. It's time to get plugged in for Mike Check right here on the TSOTS channel and the TSOTS app. It is your truly the most electrifying man in internet radio, DC People's Champ. Uh, I'm here with my partners in crime, my family here. Uh, you know we got the Bishop Matty Kane here, the Bishop Matty Kane. What's going on, Bishop Matty Kane? What it is, man. Good to have you back, Doc. Good to have you back. Let's go ahead and yeah. give these people what they've been waiting for, man. Let's give them, let's yeah. give them that business. Yeah, you know, I wasn't feeling good last week. I'm a, I'm, I actually got a little peeved earlier before this, before here. That's why I'm sitting outside smoking a cigar so I can chill out and have fun with my family. Where's Where's my homegirl, Queen yeah. Poison at? Poison, where you at? Yo. What up, though? Not much. We missed you, bruh. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I wasn't feeling too good last week, but, you know, this week I'm a little bit better, so I'm ready to get this thing in. You know what I'm saying? Just get this thing in for real, for real. So why don't we just 
not let's not waste any more time. We're gonna get right into it with the with the quick three. Uh, and uh, just a reminder, everybody out there, if y'all want to get interactive with us, you know, please do because we always like to interact with the fans. So let's make sure you call three four seven two one five eight five five eight. Uh, three, uh, 347-215-8558. Make sure you hit one so that way we know that you want to speak to us. Um, if you just want to call and listen, that's cool too. Uh, you can hit us up on, on the Fire Breezy Twitter machine uh, using the hashtag CSOTS uh, Chat, all that good stuff. So let's get into the quick three. Uh, the first story from the quick three is a, is a happy one. It's a very happy one. Uh, legendary country music singer songwriter Dolly Parton this past Dolly Parton this past week celebrated a great great milestone in her life, and that is the golden anniversary of her wedding vows to her husband Carl Dean. It was on May 30th, 1966, that uh, around the time that she had signed her first record deal, that she and her and Dean got married in a very small intimate ceremony which uh, included Dolly's mom, uh, Abby Lee, their minister, and the minister's wife. Well, to celebrate their golden anniversary, they renewed their vows the same way that they had their vows 50 years ago with Dolly's mother, uh, Abby Lee, their minister, and his wife. Uh, the 70-year-old country star spoke to people about, um, about it and everything like that, and she explained that, quote, you know, her husband is a loner. He doesn't particularly care about being around anybody but me. He's just, he's just always asked me to leave him out of all this. He doesn't like all the hoobaloo. And as you know, Dolly Parton, again, is a legend in country music, and she has done some acting in her day. Most no, One of her most notable uh, film credits was the movie 9 to 5, which also came about the song 9 to 5, and she also made an appearance on remake movie of the Beverly Hillbillies uh, that starred Jim, the late Jim Varney. So congratulations to uh, Dolly Parton and Carl Dean celebrating 50 years of marriage. Now, you don't see that every day, and especially not in, 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 in entertainment, that somebody can be married to the same person for that long. Right. Right. That, that is truly indeed a milestone. That's a blessing. And how ironic that the second story has to do go from celebrating a milestone wedding anniversary to talking about a breakup. Taylor Swift and Cal- her boyfriend Calvin Harris are no more. After 15 months of dating together, they, ha- according to multiple sources who have confirmed exclusively to People Magazine, the 26-year-old singer and her 32-year-old Bo, DJ Bo have broken up. Uh, according to an insider, that person says, quote, there was no drama. Things just don't work out sometimes. Uh, the pair back in March celebrated their one-year anniversary with a nice pop-up getaway. But uh, and earlier this year, Swift was, you know, gushing the vogue about her relationship, saying that it was a, quote, magical relationship right now. And, of course, I want it to be ours and low-key. This is the one thing that has been mine about my personal life. Uh, Harris actually arrived back in L.A. on Tuesday after a short trip in the U.K. He was actually briefly hospitalized back on May the 20th after a car accident. But, yep, looks like Taylor Swift is back on the market. 
and so is DJ Calvin Harris. Uh, and you know, Taylor, I, I, you know, I'm real happy for you, and I'm gonna let you finish. But okay, all right, okay, all right. Sorry. Don't move Happy for you, I'm gonna let you finish, but I'm all right, okay. And finally, the third story is a very is um revelation in regards to the the death of Prince. Uh a at first a law enforcement official told the Associated Press uh about the results of the autopsy performed on the late uh fifty seven year old singer. And um, it was revealed to be an opiate, opioid overdose, an accidental opioid o- overdose. Uh, later on, the medical examiner for, uh, the, for the county uh, did confirm that the overdose was from the opioid known as fentanyl. Um, as many people know, about a couple of weeks prior to Prince's untimely death, about a week or so, less than a week uh, before his death, um, he actually had to make an emergency stop on his plane in Moline, Illinois, uh, for medical treatment as he was returning from a concert in Atlanta. Uh, Prince was found unconscious on the plane, and first responders gave him a shot of Narcan, which is an antidote used in suspected opioid drug, opioid overdoses. Um, it was it was being told that Prince was um, uh, using opioids that were properly prescribed to him because. Uh, according to a very close friend, longtime friend and collaborator, Sheila E., uh, Prince had a lot of physical issues from performing, fighting hip and knee problems that she said came from years of jumping off risers and stage speakers in heels. So, unfortunately, um, Prince passed away from an accidental overdose of the opioid fentanyl. And uh, that is all there is to it. As many people know, Prince was cremated uh, after his death, and he had a private uh, memorial service at his uh, Paisley Park estate. So the the official cause of death that has been released for Prince is an accidental overdose from fentanyl. And uh, that is your quick three uh, right here on my set. What do you, what do you guys think about that? A man who's he's, he's all about healthy living, but yet an opioid overdose was the cause of his uh, untimely death. That's that's upsetting to hear, but it is. I guess because we weren't there, we will never really know the story of why. We can only go based off of actual facts and information that's given. Because it's going to be a whole slew of think pieces and conspiracy theories. I know that will come from this as well as fashion. Well, I know uh, yeah, part of that bad. story. Part of that story that I read was that uh, apparently they were flying in uh, an interventionist, I believe, to try to help Prince with the uh, with with this sort of issue with being on opioids and things of that nature. And they were actually, the day that they came in was the day that he was found um, in his elevator, um, passed away. So it was obvious that there was a possibility that Prince may have had a problem with this and they were going to try to get him help, but it was too little too late, uh, which is really upsetting to 
to know and to hear that a man who wore by healthy living and went through the, the, the period of music where everybody was strung out on crack cocaine or heroin, and he never did that, but it was an opioid that was actually giving him a quality of life because of years of performing and doing what he did, that ultimately ended his life. It's very, very upsetting. Yeah, it is. Um, I will say uh, this. I will say this. I just, you know, I don't want to hear conspiracy theories. I don't want to hear people talking about some, all they pumped those drugs into a system to kill him or to silence him because he wasn't trying to be a slave to the industry. Let's like, let's, anybody who thinks that way needs to just go ahead and just take a long walk off a short pier. Like, seriously. It was obvious that, you know, again, Sheila E., who's been a friend of his for a lot of years, a close, close, long-time friend and collaborator, knows this man more than any of us do and knows that this man always put on a performance and wore heels and was jumping and, and prancing around and everything like that. After a while, that, you know, that takes a toll on you. That takes a toll on, on your body. And the older that you get, the, the longer it takes for you to heal. And, you know, sometimes you have to be on stuff like that in order to have a quality of life. I mean, look at look at uh, professional athletes. I mean, a lot of these guys, they retire uh, in their early, late 30s, early 40s after taking so many shots and bumps and bruises, whether it be football players or hockey players or soccer players or, re- or professional wrestlers, that a lot of times these guys can't even get up in the morning without having to take some kind of pill just for them to get through the day. And so for those conspiracy theorists out there who want to say, oh, you know, the, the government did this to silence friends, just stop. Just don't, don't, even, don't even do that. Don't, don't do that. Because, you know, if that man were alive today and he got the help, he was most likely, he was one of those guys that would be so straightforward. He would tell people, yeah, I had a, I had a problem because of, you know, problems with my hips and my legs, but I'm getting help and so and so on and so forth. He wouldn't sit back and say, oh, the government did this to me, da, 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 da. So nobody should speak for this man. So that man had an ability to speak for himself. He unfortunately can't now, but nobody else should at all. So he should just let the, let the man rest in peace and let his music live on forever because that's what needs to happen. Mm. And, and, and drop the mic on that one Well um, Before we get into tonight's topic I do have a bit of news That I've heard So there are some pre-order albums Getting ready to come out That uh, A few that I'm excited about Okay. One of them being Frank Ocean Now I've been looking all over The internet And I thought it was a hoax because Worldstar was initially where I first saw the notice. But Time Magazine also did an article, and it's due to drop tomorrow, where, which is basically June the 3rd. Most of, our, um, most of our listeners, if they're listening to the podcast app, they're probably not going to listen to this until June the 3rd. So it'll be out by then. Currently, there is no title for it. I don't even see it on iTunes yet, which means, like, it might be one of them random releases that no one will see coming until, like, the last minute. 
Also, David Banner has a pre-ordered album out called The God Box. Um, if you order it through iTunes, it's like a couple tracks you'll get, and then it'll drop the rest of the album. So, so hold on, Saba. I want to ask both of y'all a question on this. Do y'all mm-hmm. think? Do y'all think that a lot of artists are adopting this new strategy based on what has happened before as a means to improve record sales to just drop a surprise album on people uh, without a, 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 pre- a pre-known release date? Honestly, I'm not for sure because, of course, you know, we, I came from the era of, as well as you guys where when the album was getting ready to come out, it was a big deal. You had street teams, you had flyers, you had notices, you had a release date. So everything was on notice. You, you like you was ready for that album to come out. You were ready to stand in line that morning that the record store opened and get it as a cassette or a CD or whatever as a vinyl. But now because we're in such a digital age now, so where music is so easily accessible, there's no need for that. Like a lot of record stores are out of business because you can just easily go on iTunes and. Instead of having, you know, a hard copy, you could have a digital one. And thanks to iCloud, if you lose that album because it's saved to your iCloud, you just go back and re-download it. Oh, don't forget Google Play. That also, right, and like, sure. you know, and then even if you do happen to go to a store, like say, if you go to Walmart or Target, and you buy the actual album, some of them have digital copies, so in the event that you're... CD is damaged. You still got a backup copy. I miss I miss True. places like Kit Mill. I miss places like Kit Mill Music and The Wiz. I'm just saying. I'm really. I just showed my age. Y'all know that, right? I really just showed my age. <laughs> you, 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 you did. You did. You did. How about Sam Diddy and Coconuts and Yeah and Fye when it first came out? Yeah. Right, exactly. Especially Sam Goody. Oh, my God. I, I can bet you right now there are a bunch of kids that are listening to this right now, and they're probably saying, what the hell is a Sam Goody or FYE? What is all that? Trust me, there was a time where you didn't download your music. You had to go into a store, pay $10 and buy that for a set or $16 for a CD and play it on your Walkman. And whatnot. That's how. And you better have had batteries. Oh no! Better had had batteries. But like real talk, man. You had a walk, man. You better have rechargeable batteries. Shit. Man, or at least that doctor. So if you was near outlet, you could just plug it in right quick. Right. But yeah, it ain't. Uh, Shit ain't like that no more. I, I think I think I, I think it is. Def- I I do think in in a way it's an attempt to kind of, you know, get some sort of increase or jump on album sales. Because um, you know, with the whole leaking thing and whatever the case may be, before an album dropped, you know, that was definitely uh, damaging a lot of record sales for a lot of artists because people was getting a chance to listen to the album before it actually dropped. And by that time, word of mouth got out. So, you know, and if Cass was saying, oh, man, they only got a couple of nice tracks on there. And if you got like a 10, 12-track, you know what I'm saying, album, and you only got one or two 
tracks on that album that that's hot, of course. Ain't nobody finna waste their money buying that album. Right. I think that another so, I think another I think another sort of uh way to look at it is it also somewhat protects them from piracy because if people know what's coming out, you know, people like the leaked versions can end up going out on uh on on file sharing uh software so people can end up downloading it before it even comes out and the artists don't get their money and everything like that. Whereas here if it just pops up, like somebody just happens to be looking through the iTunes catalog or the Google Play catalog and say, oh, shit, Dalton came out with a new album. Let me check this joint out real quick. You know, there's a lot less of a chance of it being pirated. I mean, by the time people get, you know, get hit to pirate it, enough people would have bought it that it won't hurt the artist as much as it would if people knew ahead of time, oh, this album's dropping on June the 7th. And, you know, somebody can go and get a leaked version or anything like that and then just put it out there on the interweb and say, hey, here it is. I got it before it come out June 7th. Go ahead and get that joint. So I think that it definitely uh, uh, puts pirate, you know, pirated music um, out of business somewhat because of the idea that no one knows when this album's coming out. No one knows when this is going to drop. You know, it, it could drop, like, hell, Frank Ocean album could drop five minutes from now, and nobody would know it. And trust me, I don't know either. I'm just guessing. <laughs> so, but that joint could drop five minutes from now, and nobody would know it unless they went on, unless they're, like, inside Frank Ocean's camp. And, you know, right. it's like, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and drop this joint. Okay, so, so would you... Would you say that takes away from the excitement of the album coming out and possibly initial sales? Mm, it could, it could, you know. But I think, it, I think honestly, really it depends on the artist, and and this and yeah, it really depends on like the the artist because we we know Beyonce on more than one occasion has done that has you know what I'm saying just. Drop something and then just you know quickly it spread. Oh, Beyonce just dropped da 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 da, and then Joker's breaking their net to go get it. Whereas you know somebody, who can I use as an example? Uh, that if they did the same thing, the the results wouldn't be the same as far as people breaking their net to try to hurry up and go buy it, download it, all this type of stuff. Uh, so I think you mean it's Drake? Just, it, I think it's it's a uh, well yeah yeah because no 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 what no comment no comment I, I'm not gonna be nice today <laughs> I've been nice all I've been nice all day I'm gonna continue to be nice. No, I mean I mean let's just use that as an example. Prime example. I like both artists. However, I I bought Lemonade without a hesitation. Also helped that my mom had it first, so I had a chance to listen to it and I saw the visual. Whereas when Views dropped, I only bought two songs off of that album. I bought two singles. And, like, I didn't really care to hear the rest. <laughs> see, exactly. See, exactly. Exactly. Holler at me when Eminem joint drop. I'll buy that whole motherfucking album. That's okay. <laughs> we already know you going to buy it. <laughs> That's no question. Oh, yeah. No question. No question. So, so I'm like, shit, as soon as that joint drop, I'm on it. 
Yo, you know, Verse to Five Nine got an album out. I need to get that. You know, right. I just got it's back lit. to work, so you know, my funds gotta get back right before I can go get that joint, man. Cause it is lit. Let me I go tell get you. Verse to Five Nine joint. I'm not even a, a huge Verse to Five Nine fan, but that joint is lit, bruh. Yeah, I'm about to get that joint. I'm about to get that joint because uh, I still, I still got the LP that he did with Eminem, Bad Meets Evil. Man, that joint. Was that was a good one awesome. too. That joint was off the hook, man. That joint was off the hook. So I need to get Bryce's joint, man, for real. But I'm waiting. I'm waiting on Eminem's new joint, though. I think it's gonna be coming out either this month or next month. I know it's gonna be coming out in the summertime. And as soon as I find out when that joint coming out, I'm gonna wait. He's gonna surprise drop it on you. Watch. Them better not do that to me. That that, <laughs> seems, that, that <laughs> seems to be the trend. It ain't on pre-order. Em, Ben, not do that to me. Don't do that to me, Em. Seriously, don't do that to me. Just, just, you know, say, give me a release date so I can come get that joint. Seriously. Let me know what's, what's good, man. Just let me know what days are coming out so I can be like, all right, I'm going to download that joint. I'm going to that joint. I'm going I'm to do just like I did with, uh, what was it? With um, Hobson's uh, joint, Not Madness, I sat, I wo- as soon as I woke up, I downloaded that joint. I bought that joint downloaded so I could listen to it all the way to work. Those are only Hey, but he a beast, but, but, but he a beast, though. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. The next, like, the next one Hobson come out with and the next one M come out with, I'll be up in the morning in the bathroom downloading that joint. I think I won't. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> as soon as that joint done, I'll be in the car bumping that joint all the way to work. So, how do y'all oh, feel know. about the release of Gucci Man? They should have kept his ass in jail. Fuck that. Oh God! Uh, uh, I, I, listen, you know what? I don't even have a reaction. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know people have been talking about it, and this, this, and that, and some people have been happy, and some people are like, oh, you know, it's it's about time, this, and that. Me, I was just, eh. Eh. Over under, over under how long before he's back in jail? Over under uh, 12 months. Yeah, yeah, I don't, you know what? You know what? I don't like to be negative on people, so I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully this time around, you know, he gonna have his head on right and and stop, you know, falling for the nonsense. Stop making the same dumb choices. Hopefully this time around, that's what I say. So you taking know. the over? You're taking the over. You're taking the over. I'm taking the under. He's gonna be back in jail within a year. Cause that Bama can't get right for shit, so he's gonna be back in jail within a year. Yeah, well, I mean, you need to be so he, that way he don't come out with more garbage ass music. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm quite see he out, so you know you can expect some type of single or something to drop within the next month or so. Yeah, and it's gonna be hot garbage. <laughs> it's gonna be hot garbage. And then after he dropped that single, probably a month or two later, it'll be a parole violation. He's going to be back in jail. Mm. What about you, Queen? What you think? 
Mm-mm. I ain't touching that question. That's a ticking time bomb. Nope. I want no pot. I'm not scared. I'll tell you straight up, man. I give it a year. I give it within 12 months for that bad one back, back on lockdown. You want to know what my answer is? Try to trade, try to trade, try to trade favors from the commissary and shit. Okay. I got answers for you. <laughs> ah. <laughs> That's my answer. Ah. You don't have an answer, Sway. You don't have an answer, Yo. Sway. So. Let's go on a musical break before we get to our topic. Let's go on a musical break. The Sway don't have an answer. I got the answer. No, That's why not, I ain't Sway, because I not, got the answer. Not, not, not on that one, no. Sway ain't got the answers. He ain't got it. <laughs> Sway ain't got the answers. <laughs> so what we got, what uh, we got on top of our musical break today is? Uh, we going to hit him with the classic, man. Probably one of the ones we can start our main topic of discussion off with. No one other than Mr. Mr. Todd Smith himself, LL Cool J with I'm Bad. Oh, I love this song. Call me insane. 
I think it was uh, I think it was ELE. I think it was. I'm not sure. It was so no, long not ago. No, not his like, first. Not his not his first solo. His first solo was uh was uh I want to say the coming. I believe it was yes. the coming. Yes, the coming. The coming. I remember because it was there was a record store right down the street from me at Eastover that I went to to buy it. But I had to go back home and get my mother because they wouldn't let me buy it because I was under seventeen. I remember oh, that, wow. and, and she was like, hey, you listen, yeah, as long as you hey. don't repeat none of the words." I was like, "I'm not gonna repeat it, man." I, man, that was my favorite. That's that's always been my favorite joy because it was my very first album I ever bought in my life was the uh, was the coming. Everything first, remains raw. That, that joint was my jam right there, dog. The first cassette hey. I ever had was. Week by SWV. Like, my mom said I knew the words to that before I knew my ABCs. Oh, shit. I can believe that. I can believe that. And that, that. is my jam to this day. Like, I know all the words verbatim. That was a good joint, though. Week was a, was a good joint. I love, I love that song, though. I'm not going to lie, I love that song. Like I said, the coming that that's always glad was a special place for me because that was the first that was the first album I ever bought, and I played that joint backwards and forwards. I remember you you know played one side of the cassette, then flipped it over, played it on the other side. It's like okay, I'm 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 in on the Walkman and everything. Man, do you realize? Do realize we telling our? Do y'all realize we telling our age for real? Like. <laughs> But it was just, funny, though, because, like you, I said, the record you, store was, like, right down the street from me. So all I had to do was walk home, grab my mother, walk her back to the east to east over so I could buy the joint with my own money. And then walk out and walk home, put it in my little seat, my little cassette player, and let that joint play. Mm. Mm. The first album I bought myself, which was probably the first CD I ever bought, was Mary J. Blige to share my world? Mm. This was this was, uh, this is when she was on she was on drugs, right? Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love Mary. Yeah, because that man, some of, some of them hours, man. She was on them drugs. It was like, uh, uh, Mary, uh, what are you doing? Okay, uh, that's all right. Yeah, and then I had bought uh, Deborah Cox's One Wish for my mom. Along with um, what Whitney album was that? It had Heartbreak Hotel on it when she did it with um, Faith Evans and um, Kelly Price. Kelly Price. Uh huh. And it had My Love Is Your Love on it. I cannot remember the name of that album. I can't either. Yeah, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. But I want to say it was probably one of her last ones. It was. Yeah, because Bobby Christina was still small when she put that album out. It's hard to believe both both of them gone. Right. Right. Mm. That's crazy. So. That is. I guess. Uh, I guess. Uh, well, I guess we can get into our topic, which is you know about being a legend. What makes a legend? Let like legend, legend. That word is thrown around. So much in a lot of a lot of things, whether it be sports, uh, 
acting, music, even in, you know, other, even in scholarly things. That word is thrown around so much. But what truly makes someone a legend? Who, who, what really makes them a legend? So let's get into that one and, and, and get that going. You know what I'm saying? I guess I'll go first. First. So, for me, what makes a person a legend? Um, Their music has to be timeless. Like, when you hear it, there is no specific time stamp. It's just classic. And it could be... From the time you you hear it for the very first time to like years from now, and you still like like just still relate, still makes sense. Also, I feel from that artist they would have to have some type of growth. I, I agree. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Uh, you want to talk a little bit more on that, Queen? Um. Well, as far as girls, I mean, like you know, you've seen them develop and I guess come into their own as an artist. Like you see them develop some type of style. Like for Alicia Keys, it was initially well, was she? hits that legend status because I don't think she's gotten there. But as far as growth, just using her as an example, you've seen her from braids that were iconic at some point in time to the piano to where she is now, where I kind of really don't know what direction she's going in, but we're going to see. Or a perfect example, Stevie, as he's playing now, from him just being continuous with Using the piano, but he's also good at using the harmonica. He he writes. He gives such good music that you forget the fact that this man is blind and he can't even see. So it the fact that he has a disability and he creates such a vivid picture that makes you forget that you know he even has it. And he, I consider him a legend because his songs has been sampled numerous times by numerous people. Donnell Jones, Ideal. It's not one Stevie song that somebody doesn't know. We all know at least one Stevie song. This is true. This is that. This is this is true. Um, I think you know, as Queen said, in fact, you know, uh, what makes them a legend? You know, you you take into consideration their the span of their career. You know what I'm saying? Because we've had some one hit wonders, and you have some that, in fact, they might be around for about five years, and that's you know you're hearing them from. But when they got longevity in the business. Again, I'm gonna use Stevie Wonder. I'll use Prince. Um, just longevity. I'll use Michael Jackson. Longevity 
in the business, spanning spanning over several you know several decades, man, of just making music and then making timeless music. A legend makes timeless music. They also the legends are as and and you really hit the nail on the head, Queen, when you sat up there and said like, you know, his music has been sampled by numerous of people. I mean, even even corporations have have used some of Stevie's music, um, just their influence as well on other artists, upcoming artists. Stevie Wonder is probably one of the most influential artists in this that's still in the game, that's still active, and you could just and you can tell. You know, Prince was another one, very influential. Uh, for, for when it comes to female artists, Whitney Houston, probably probably one of the most influential uh, women when it came to the music industry. You had a lot of females that wanted to that wanted to that wanted to be Whitney, wanted to sing like Whitney, wanted her pipes. Whitney had one of the most powerful voices ever to be heard. Ever to the mic. So, when it comes when it comes to speaking or giving someone that attribute, giving them that honor, as far as legend, you have to take these things in consideration. Do they make? Have they made timeless music? What is the longevity of their career? What what kind of influence did they have? And is that influence still being? Made today, Prince just passed, but he still has he's still having influence. Whitney's been gone for for uh, for a few years, but she still has an influence. There are still young ladies that are coming up that inspire to have a voice like hers. You know, so uh, you know. When you when you think of legends, all that comes into play, man, because it's important. Look at Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson has not just even influenced people, uh, like just not just vocally, but even dancing wise. Your ushers and your Chris Browns, you know, what I'm saying even comedians that have sat up there, from your Chris Tucker's to your Eddie Griffins, that have emulated this man's, uh. Everything, everything about him, dance moves and all. So again, influence, man. Mike had a lot of influence on a lot of artists, man. So you, you, when you take that into consideration, like that, what makes a legend? That's why. I, that's why you know I put we came, we saw, we conquered. Because as well, the simple fact that these artists endured some hardship. In their career and overcame them Like Queen said about Stevie Wonder He wasn't he wasn't born blind But he but he became blind as a youth But this man can play the piano He can play the harmonica He can play the drums This man can write Has written songs for many artists Especially back in the back in Hitsville, USA 
early Motown? He was writing songs for some of everybody, from the Jackson Five to Diana Ross to Marvin Gaye. I mean, the list goes on. So him, Prince, Whitney, Michael, Frankie Beverly and Mays, uh, even Ray, even even I, I have to throw Ray Charles in there. Almost definitely. It's, it's like, a whole list of different legends that you could list as influences. The Cole, both Natalie and Nat King. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, 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 that that to me that's that would qualify as a legend. All right, Marvin Gaye, Teddy Pendergrass, mm. Temptation, Isaac, mm. the, the Beastie Boys, R- Run DMC, the OJs. Come on, sir. Green, Diana Ross. Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson, LL Cool J. That's just naming some of the few. They are legends. And this is why you already hit the nail on the head that they've had. They have timeless, timeless classics. I mean, look at Earth, Wind, and Fire. You go to any barbecue, especially a black barbecue, a black barbecue, and you will hear September play at least once at a black barbecue. And if you don't, there's something wrong with it. Mm, if you don't, you might hear Frankie Beverly and Maze. That's true also. Most definitely. Frankie Beverly Most definitely. But you will mm-hmm. at least hear an Earth, Wind, and Fire song or a Frankie Beverly and Maze song at a black barbecue. The beef, and it, it's not just, and another thing that they have is longevity. I mean, even though some of the people that I name are no longer with us, there are others that are, like LL Cool J, like the BC Boys, like Run DMC, who are still around, and, you know, their music still rings loudly in the hearts and minds of many people who grew up on them, and it's being imparted on the younger generation. Now, the younger generation isn't really embracing it because of people like Gucci Mane or Young Thug or, you know, Young Shorty or whatever the hell their names are. But, when you still have these timeless hits from people like Whitney, you know, I Will Always Love You, I'm Every Woman, who she remade from Shaka Khan. Let's not forget about Shaka Khan. Can't forget about Shaka Khan. Hey, now. Hey, now. Ray, hey, now. Ray, Ray Charles. Five, Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder, both of them blind, but still able to play the piano, play instruments, and still make music. Uh, Lil Richard. Little Richard, God bless Little Richard, the man who calls himself the architect of rock and roll. Come on. Uh, Aerosmith, Stone Temple Pilots, if you want to go into U2. the rock and roll realm. You too, you too. The Eagles. You yes, know sir. what I'm saying? Uh, KC Hotel and the Sunshine Band. Hotel California. Come on yes, now. KC and the Sunshine Band. These people are legends. Cool. Cool in the game. Exactly. Like the you police. Can sit here. 
if you can sit here and name off these artists off the top of your head, I'm not looking at a single stitch of paper. I'm not looking on Google. This is all from my brain because this is music that I have listened to, that I have enjoyed, that I will continue to enjoy, and I will do my best to impart what they brought to the table to my son to let him know that there was a time where music was good, where music mm-hmm. was really good, you know? And that's what makes a legend, being able to pass that music on to the next generation and they can grow an appreciation for, for it. Yes, sir. You know, as, you know, Prince just passed away, but his music lives on. You know, Mike's been gone for nearly 10 years, and his music still lives on. Like you said earlier, his dancing lives on. Uh, you know, Janet, uh, for, you know, for all intents and purposes, you know, can someone be considered that? She's, you know, done so much in the music industry, and she's still doing it, though she's taking a break now because she's starting a family, but she's up there. And, you know, you look at some of the, you know, some of the rappers out here, like, uh, like Jay-Z. Jay-Z started in the mid-90s, the mid-90s. And to this day, there are some people who still play his very first solo major release, which was Reasonable Doubt. You know, you look at that. You look at Nas. You look at Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg's still doing it. After all these years, he was a, a skinny, fresh-faced teenager coming out of uh, Compton, kind of out of Long Beach. And now, you know what I'm saying, he's, he's worth a lot, he's done a lot, and he still does it. Wu-Tang. Yeah. Oh, of course, Wu-Tang Clan. You know, Wu-Tang, you got Wu Wednesdays, for Christ's sake. Every Wednesday, everybody celebrates Wu-Tang Clan, you know. And, I mean, those are legends. Those are people who... There you go, Jackson 5, goddammit, shit. Um, (laughs) Those are the type of guys and gals who... Even in times where it seemed like they were off, they were still on. They were still on. Like, look at Whitney. Whitney battled drug and alcohol problems for years. Dealt with a really ulcerous relationship with Bobby Brown, but she still made hits. Marvin Gaye, same thing. Dealt with drug problems, still made hits. The Temptations, David Ruffin dealt with some shit. They still made hits. That is a legend. Hell, and this is not, you know, a bias because he's my favorite artist of all time, but Eminem. Eminem dealt with uh, an addiction to pain, to uh, sleeping pills, almost OD. But and he, he had two bad albums. But you know what? The other albums he did outside of those two bad albums still outweigh those two bad albums. And he's still making more music. He's still got longevity in this industry. You know, Dr. Dre still has longevity in this industry. He dealt with a lot. Snoop Dogg was on trial for murder, for Christ's sake, and still came out with murder was the case, and still came out with other shit. Even though, even though he did the shit with No Limit, which wasn't his, really his style, but he still had longevity. 
And artists like those are what is going to keep music alive, even with this new generation of music that's bringing dumbed-down lyrics over party beats just to appeal to an audience that just don't want to listen to the word. They just want to dance to something. But hopefully there's a generation of music of, of artists and musicians who grew up listening to these artists and they'll bring it back. Like 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 Darren Smith who we had on about a month a couple months ago. His influences are are, are legends. And he's trying to yep. bring back what they brought to the table. So I have faith that that, that that's what's gonna happen. But that's what makes a legend. Someone who can influence not just the generation they they, they, they were in, but generations after that. Generations after that. Point blank period. Very well said, sir. Very well said. Very well said. Okay. So we've got so we so we got literally two and a half minutes left in the show. So Champ, you want to hit them with the lineup, yeah, and then we give the our closing thoughts. Yeah, I can hit them with the lineup. Just remember, this uh, tomorrow night, got his or hers. Uh, you got relationship questions, situationship questions. You wonder what to do if your 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 friend with benefits is starting to fall for you, and you ain't feeling her, or something like that. You know, hit them up. You know, they'll help you out with that. Uh, Monday night, you have Monday, you have. DMBF Unleashed. You can learn about the comings and goings of the popular EFAD known as the DMV, uh, DMV Federation. Uh, that's Monday night. On uh, Wednesday night, myself and Chills bring you all your sports news tidbits with uh, the Skybox. And uh, once again, every Thursday, you got me, the Queen, and the Bishop bringing you your news tidbits with uh, Mike Chess. Uh, so that's your lineup here on CSOCS. And uh, before we get out of here, I just want to give a couple birthday shout-outs. Uh, birthday shout-out to my boy 151. Uh, he's, I met him through the DSVF. He's a, a music promoter. He's got his own artist out there. Uh, happy birthday to him. And happy birthday to my homegirl, LaShawn, from the uh, all-women cigar smoking club, Smoking Mirrors, here in the D.C. American policy area. She's celebrating her birthday, so shout out to LaShawn. Happy birthday. Uh, hopefully I'll get to see her this weekend, maybe. We'll, you know, post up, something like that. But, you know. but that's all I got to say. give a couple birthday shout outs. And a uh, shout out to my, my homeboy. I said it yesterday during Skybox. I'll say it again. Shout out to uh, my boy, Chris. Chris Butler, the creator, founder of the Baltimore Elite Wrestling Alliance, uh, became the father to his first child yesterday afternoon, a beautiful baby girl, Victoria Rose Butler. Uh, daughter and mother are doing very, very well. And the little hear. girl is Good absolutely beautiful. Seven-pound, eight-ounce baby girl looks beautiful. So congratulations to my boy Chris, his fiance Alexis, and uh, best wishes to both of them. Anybody else? Well, uh, I'm about to say I'm good today. <laughs> <laughs> if I come back to the show, are you good this time? It, man, you know what, Queen? Uh, <laughs> I 
It's okay. I'll have crap no, next week. <laughs> you, you know she will. You know, you know she will. I, 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 listen, I'm just she glad, man, to have you back, man. Listen, I'm glad to have you back, man. Glad to have you back. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad, I'm glad you know, to see that. When one of us... When one of us is missing, it ain't the same. I feel the same way. It's in fact a queen one. It was just me and you. Even though I believe we can handle it, but it's, I just like it when all three of us are together. That chemistry just it just works and it just flows, man. So again, it's good to have you back, my man, my brother from another mother. And, we'll be all right. And... We'll be all right. We'll be all right without queen. We'll be all right without queen. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm I'm just playing. Oh, you petty. That's okay. I'm gonna have a whole slew of shit talking next week. Okay, boo boo. I am yo, I am part of Team Petty though, but okay, alright, we we I'm done. I'm I'm gonna leave. This that. ain't what you want. I ain't fucking. Oh, I'm not even gonna touch that. I ain't even gonna touch I lo- that. I, uh, hey, hey Queen, I love I love you. That's L U H U. I love you. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> we out of here though. We out of here though. We had fun. We had we had a good good time as always. Remember to check us out next week. Make sure you check us out on Facebook, TSOTS Presents Mike Check. And make sure you check out our website, www.twosidesofthestory.com, tsotsproductions.com. Make sure you check us out. Make sure you download our app from uh, iTunes, Google Play, uh, BlackBerry stores, and on tab- on uh, any tablet that you have, Amazon, stuff like that. You know, do all that. And, hey, and make sure you, if y'all want to check me out doing my, my wrestling managerial thing, uh, this Saturday up in Baltimore, hit me up uh, on Facebook or hit me up at uh, dcpeoplesshap at gmail.com. I'll give you the address. You can come check me out. Y'all can boo me. Y'all can hear me. Whatever. I'll probably make you boo me because I'm supposedly boo and everything like that. So, okay, I'm done. That's what's up, man. Get your man, get your man in your position on. Hit somebody with a chair for me. Uh, I might just do that. I, I am a, a rating manager of the year there, but I'm just saying. Okay. Anyway, we're yeah. done. We're going to see y'all next week. So, Until then, God bless. Bye-bye. Peace out. God bless. Deuces.